Conversate with us radio. Remember, Conversate stands for Communicate, Converse, and Relate. I'm your host, Mar B. Make sure you follow us on social media at Conversate with us. Follow us on our YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. Leave a comment. Share the show. Introducing you to a lot of good people who are doing good things for the community. We want to make sure we promote awareness about all the things that they're doing. On today's show, I have a young man uh, who is an author who wrote an incredible book, and we want to bring him on to talk about his process and talk about the book itself and what he wants to accomplish with it. So, YC LeBratton, come on in, bro. Hey. I should have said he's a good alpha man as well. You know, <laughs> he's a good alpha man, even though even though I'm wearing this red, so my man's with Hazel, but I'm promoting, my, promoting one of my other shows, man. So, YC LeBratton, where are you from, man? I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, originally. Uh, now I'm out in, uh, in California, Long Beach specifically. So, from KC... Moved to Long Beach. Now, how much time did you spend in KC? How much time you been in Long Beach? Um, so born in KC, I was there till uh, seventh grade, and I moved to Los Angeles. So this is actually my second time being back out this way. So I moved to LA middle school, so seventh grade. I was here to about tenth grade, and towards the end of tenth grade, moved back to Kansas City, um, and then after four years of teaching in Kansas City, upon graduate graduating and things, I moved back to California. So I've been back out here about three years now. So you moved seventh grade, you said, right? Yeah. So that's a tough time to move from KC to LA. How was that for you? Like, what were the challenges? Man, I, I, I in, in retrospect, I look at it, I look at it as a, a blessing from God. Um, at the time that I was living in Kansas City, for anybody who knows, I was living on the north side. Uh, and so, you know, Parker Square, that like whole little intersection right there to you walking away, minor and all of that. And so, you know, some of the people that I was running with at the time, you know, wasn't making the, the best decisions. We didn't, you know, have much guidance, you know, so we just kind of doing what we wanted to do. And I was getting in some trouble. Um, and the, the route that I was on, like if I didn't get stopped, it, it, it would have been crazy, you know. Um, and my dad, who had been telling me for the longest, like, move out here to California, we move out here to California. I'm like, all right, whatever. And it didn't happen until one day he saw a, uh, a picture of me in a bathroom and we, we throwing up, you know, to settle whatever as a picture. And he was like, oh, I gotta get my son out, out of here. Um, and that's how I ended up in, in LA. So that that transition for me um, was, was much needed. But in the mindset that I was in, when I got to LA, I was like, bro, it's game bank capital. I'm about to do it out here too. <laughs> like, so, um, but, but hold on. Game yeah. culture in LA is mm -hmm. much different than the game culture that we got and grew up with in the Midwest. I mean, yeah. rules and guidelines and street codes that mm -hmm. from the Midwest, they're not even that L I should say LA game culture, LA game culture versus most people in the, you know, because you're a younger brother. Most people in the Midwest, my age, we had like gangs that were based out of Chicago. And Chicago gangs, I would say, although there was the negative aspects 
of the gang life, there was still some honor that was involved in it. Whereas if there was, I knew plenty of gangbangers. And yeah. they knew that I was a kid that was on a track to go a certain, I was, you know, playing football. I was going to go to college. So they weren't trying to involve me in their activities. Um, if I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know, there was several of them that would say, hey, look, it's time for you to head out. You know what I mean? Whereas there was mm-hmm. cats my age who got to hang out. Now, I realize now they were looking out for my best interest, right? And I love mm-hmm. them and I appreciate them for that. Um, I think when the LA gang culture got introduced to the Midwest, there was a movie called Colors. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw Colors. Vaguely familiar with it. Okay, because it came out when I was, you know, I'm 45, so it came out when I was a young teenager, like 13, 14, I want to say. Okay. And it was the biggest piece of propaganda ever because it promoted the Bloods and the Crips. You didn't really see Bloods and Crips, you know, in the Midwest until that Mm -hmm. movie came out. And when there was no control or anything in terms of, like, how, you know, how things should be regulated, um, it was just a mess. It was Mm -hmm. a mess. So when you go out to L.A., it's much different. The stakes are much higher. So I thought about yeah. that. You said, well, I'm, I'm representing KC. I'm sure you, you have some, some lessons that you had to learn when you got out to California. Man, the learning curve was quick. And uh, I always share this story because this is like the story that was like, okay, this this is not the life for you, big dog. And so um, me and my brother, we walking home from the library. Uh, I call myself a hood nerd. Like I'm, I'm from that, but I still like love books and stuff like that. But um, we coming back from the library. He has them all blue. So the reason they come across the street is for him. And so, and granted, we buy a police station. Like, I kid you not, the police station is like, it's right here. They come across the street, where you from? And at that time, Kansas City wasn't saying that. So I'm thinking he really asked me where I'm from. So I'm like, Kansas City. And he stopped, like, stuck. And I'm like, okay, maybe they know about Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas out here. So I'm like, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. And at that moment, that was the first time, like, we can tell that was the first time he got that response. That was the first time I got that uh, question. But, I mean, you can tell he was clearly clutching. He was ready to come over there. Him and uh, two other dudes that he was with, they was ready to come, handle whatever business they were trying to handle. It was a function across the street, too. So, looking back on it, I've seen it as maybe they were trying to get some stripes, big homies over there, whatever. Um, but by the grace of God, somebody, like, yelled, like, those are my cousins. And we hadn't been out, out here that long. And so they kind of looked and just just walked away. And uh, that was like a, a realization for me, like right off the jump, like that life that you would, whatever you was trying to do in Kansas City, like that's that's not it. That's not it. So, yeah. That's yeah. So you had lessons that you learned, ups and downs, right? Mm-hmm. Kansas City to L.A., regular trials and tribulations of a young black man. And that led you to, you came back to Kansas City, you went to the University of Missouri, right? Mm-hmm. Pledged the illustrious chapter of uh, Zeta Alpha, of Alpha Phi Fraternity Incorporated, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Became an alpha <laughs> man, and now you're back in education, helping other people, helping young, helping uh, youth. What led you to write this book? And so I've been writing since I was 13. Um, I actually thought I was going to be a rapper. <laughs> okay. Um, but and that's because like my, my aunties and uncles they all did that and i wanted to be like them um but when i was kicking what i had wrote to them they was like man that sounds like poetry uh and so i just kind of focused on that from there um but writing this book really just came with 
you know, this notion that God has given me a gift um, and to let that go to waste or to not use it, you know what I'm saying, would be for me and the, the way that I understood it would be like a slap in the face, you know, uh, to be given something and not use it. And I also wanted to leave a legacy um, for the generations to come after me. I plan on having kids someday. So uh, I wanted to give them something, you know, leave them something behind. Like this was my dad and my dad did this. Um, and just sharing my story, like I understand now that a lot of the things that I experienced growing up, like I used to resent my parents. I used to resent, you know, different family members or whatever. Um, and it's like those things that I experienced growing up, like that wasn't for me. Like it happened to me, but it wasn't necessarily for me because as an educator, I'm working with children who've been abused. I'm working with children who've been homeless. I'm working with children who've been in foster care. You know, all of these things that happened to me in my upbringing. And so to have that type of connection with the kids means a lot in that setting uh, and just in general, honestly. And so um, thinking about all of those things was like, all right, you gotta, you gotta push this book out. You gotta produce something. Uh, and so that's what, those are the things that led me to, to writing this book. Okay. So the format of your book, man, I, you know, I've had a chance to read a good portion of it. It's a lot of poems and I, I had somebody on the show um, about a month or so ago, another Mizzou alumni like, like ourselves. And I was asking her, I said, now, what is this now? Is this a haiku? Is this a sonnet? Like what, what type of format is this type of, is this poetry book, this book of poems that you, that you wrote? And I, I made the joke and I told her how I failed English 20. <laughs> I had to take English 20 twice. So forgive me for asking you to dig deep into like break it down because this is a book of poems and I'm digging it because it's talking about different things that black men, young black men encounter growing up in quote unquote the hood or in their community. Mm -hmm. um, what type of process did you have when you started to write this book? And like, what's the what's the format? Like, it's because it's a different format. Yeah. Um, so I didn't I didn't follow a particular form of poetry. So you know we got like sonnets and haikus and all of that. Um, I don't know. I, I, that's, it's never like, I don't know if I'm like a, a rule breaker or a traditions breaker. Um, but I've always wanted to do things that felt natural to me. Uh, and so when I, when I wrote this book, I wanted to communicate it or express it in the way that made sense for me. Um, and understanding like, you know, a lot of people don't know poetry forms and like, unless you were like an English major or something like that, like, a lot of people are not really tripping off of, oh, this is a nice, like, haku, or this is a nice, whatever. It's like, you know, I'm reading it. I see that, like, most people will respond to the line breaks, you know. Uh, and so I kind of focused on that more. Where's my line breaks? How am I spacing um, different words, different lines? Uh, and I, I wanted to go that route. Um, and, yeah. So some of the inspiration came from Sandra Cisneros, and I hope I'm saying her name correctly, but she wrote The House on Mango Street. And one of the things that she talked about in writing that was being able to connect with anybody, you know, the everyday person, whether you were, you know, a super scholar or somebody who just picked up a book yesterday, like anybody would be able to connect to it. And so um, I, I wanted to connect with you know, anyone. So that's why you see like uh, the stories vary like uh, in terms of what's talked about. There are some things that if you lived in that environment, you don't pick up right away. There are some things that if you're not from that environment, you may not pick up right away, but there's other poems in there as well. 
Uh, and so I wanted to just go that route. So there's no real, like, oh, I, I only use this structure. It's like, no, I want it to be communicated in this way. Man, I think that's dope, bro, because, you know, there's a lot of people who, who've written books. I've, I've written a book. Um, you focused on poetry. You told your story through poetry, and you put your twist on it. And, you know, if this is something that you keep going forward with, which is something I hope that you do, this would be your signature style. You talk about leaving a legacy for your children and for your family. Um, this is this is an incredible way to do this. So what's the reception been like for your book? Man, uh, it's been cool. Like, uh, a lot of people have reached out to me like, man, like, I love this book. They telling me like different, you know, different poems. A lot of people uh, have appreciated Psych Mike's character. Uh, and so I've gotten a lot of feedback around that. Uh, but from from children, because some of my scholars that I teach, they bought the book. So from children to people my age, to people, you know, that have been around Logan and I have, like everyone has found something to connect with in the book. And, you know, I've just been grateful for that because, as a creator, you know, as you know yourself, as a creator, you never really know how people are going to receive what you put out, you know, and to have that type of reception is just like, I'm just, I'm grateful for that. Um, and it's, it's more so just reaffirming to know that the gift that, you know, I was able to receive from God, um, you know, it's like, it's reaffirmed that this is, you know, this is your gift. So I appreciate it. So what's next for you? Um, are you going to be doing some some open houses or what's next for the book? And do you have any projects coming up in the future? Yeah. So in terms of what's next for the book, I want to um, connect with bookstores, get my books in, in bookstores because uh, we're still in the, the infancy of this whole thing. Uh, and so connect with other authors. Um, I did a, a live uh, reading um, with the people who bought the pre-orders. Uh, and so I plan on, you know, maybe doing some stuff on Instagram or uh, different things like that. So it's been a challenge uh, here recently because I'm in grad school. So finding that time and yeah. all of that is presenting itself as a challenge. But I know I got to, you know, maneuver through that and work through that. But uh, just finding different ways to to put it out. Um, Kwame Alexander, who wrote the crossover, I saw a, a Instagram post from him and he was signing He's signing the book, the crossover. This book has been out for, for years. And so that was inspiration to me. Just like, just keep, just keep going, just keep going. Uh, keep finding new spaces to get the book in and um, exposure, you know. So I'll be speaking at a conference in March. So I plan on um, doing some things on there as well because I'll be hosting a uh, the poetry night. Okay. So using that, that stage as an opportunity as well. Cool, cool. Man, much success to you. I'm very proud of you. Uh, for doing something uh, that is, you know, not a lot of people do. A lot of people talk about they want to do something that like write a book or run a marathon or whatever, but it takes a special type of person to say, you know what, let me just go ahead and do it and put pen to paper, put foot to pavement and to make things happen. So um, your family should be proud. I'm proud of you as a young alpha man. And, uh, you know, I hope for much success for you with this book. Keep pushing. Uh, find those local bookstores. Ask them if you can do a a, a book signing at, at, at their location. Uh, more than likely, they'd be willing to help you. And uh, just let us know. We'll do what we can to promote you. So where can people find you? Where can they find the book? 
Yeah, yeah. So the book is on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, uh, my website, WasilaBratton.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Wasila the writer. So W-Y-C-L-A-T-H-E-W-R-I-T-E-R. We want folks to go to your website because Amazon and Barnes and Noble, they tax. So buy directly from this young man. So get as much money as he can from this book, this excellent book that he wrote. And uh, make sure you give him all the support that you can. So we're going to spread the news, man. And uh, hope for much success for you, man. Again, I'm proud of you. So that's it, y'all. Um, another episode of Conversate with us. Remember, Conversate stands for Communicate, Converse, and Relate. Make sure you go to our social media. Follow us at Conversate with us. Go to our YouTube. Leave a comment. Give us a thumbs up. We'll watch you next time. Peace. Oh, six.